You're listening to TalkZone.com. Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. This is Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com. This is David Spada with my co-host Elliot Harris. Elliot, I think it's hot in here as it is down in uh, is L.A. Is it here or is it me? Oh, I'm sweating in here. The headphones are making me sweat. My shirt. You, know, you got I, a short sleeve shirt on. I think it must be that SI swimsuit issue that got you all hot and bothered. Yeah, you, you put that away real quick. Cool. I didn't know. Oh, here it is. I got it. I thought you took it from me. I wouldn't do a thing like that to you. So why don't we have Irina Shank on? Give her a call. Get her on Give, the phone. Okay. After the show. She's 20, what, 25 years old, 27 years old? Uh, 25, I think, 25, 26, Russian born. She's got a little Mongolian, I think, in her. I don't know how she's able to sit upright without falling over, though. <laughs> Yeah, she seems. You think it's all natural? I wouldn't touch that. Is that like asking a woman her age? Uh, probably worse. But you know, far be, I'm not an expert on that subject. You were telling me yesterday that people have the option of not getting the swimsuit that they can basically get a credit if they don't. If right. They're offended by it. Right. You know, you get an, a, another. If you have a subscription, you can opt out of the swimsuit issue, and. Get credit for one more issue. Why people would do that, I don't know. This is nothing that I don't think anybody sees on a regular basis on television, on the newsstand. What do these girls get paid to be in there? I was going to ask uh, I don't know. I Molly Simpson, but I don't want to offend her. I don't know, but they get treated pretty nicely. You know, Launch party in New York, fly to Vegas for a launch lunch, lots of... They're on Letterman on doing yeah. the unveiling on Monday? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good exposure for them. More than skin-wise. No, because, again, you do it, you're on it several times, and you go into other modeling right. jobs. Look at, look at all the models that have gone from being not necessarily on the cover of Sports Illustrated, just being in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and how their careers take off, and they may end up with bigger modeling gigs, they may end up in television, movies. Look at Kathy Ireland. She's got a whole clothing line. She, she's... Doesn't she have furniture and all that other? Right. I mean, she's, she's we've a, got blinds in her house from Kathy Island. I was told. Really? She does wood blinds. I didn't know that. The, does it, do the blinds have her f- figure on it? No, we can't get away with that. Oh. If you're a bachelor, maybe you can do that. I was going to say that. No, that, Disney does that with their blinds. You could have yeah, a Disney I, character. I, but I, I don't want goofy. There's enough goofiness uh, as is. Kathy Island, I would be more than happy to welcome in. Cheryl Teagues, I think she had a clothing line for sure. a while. And I think, you know, major commercial endorsements. I don't know if it was uh, CoverGirl, I think. I think it was. But, you know, stuff like that. It, it's These women are not just cartoon characters, skinny with big breasts. You know, they, they have some substance to them in terms of uh, what they want to do with their lives. And they know that they're not going to be bikini models for the next 40, 50 years. And they have to figure something out. And a lot of them end up. Being successful businesswomen. Look at uh, from Dancing with the Stars, the first year winner, Kelly Monaco. She's at General Hospital now. She was a swimsuit she, model. She, I don't think she should have won. I didn't like that decision at all. Did you? No, but she won because the guys were voting for her. She and had it was a popularity out. contest. It, you know, it, it had very little to do with the dancing aspect. But yeah, no. Okay, look at Donny Osmond. He screwed up in his finals. He won. Popularity contest. All the Mormons were out there voting for him hey, and all the women who remembered him from the 70s. Hey, he used to uh, live in the Chicago area briefly. He was Joseph. He was probably yeah, your jo- neighbor. Yeah, he was. 
And then you had the other one who uh, almost did, which come in third, uh, Bristol Palin. She had no talent. That, that was. It was political. It, you know, that was just, I don't I'm trying to come up with an adjective that won't get any of us in trouble, and I, I, I'm not very good at that at the moment. But that, that this isn't a, WIND anymore, so oh, you could get away with okay. it. Okay, and you can make comments about conservatives. Oh, oh, good. In that case, that was ridiculous. I mean, that had nothing to do with dancing, and, and it had nothing to do with Bristol Palin's popularity. It, it, it does tell you that a lot of right wing folks must watch Dancing with the Stars. I think they wanted to get Sarah, and Sarah said, "I can't do it. Take my daughter, please." But they haven't, have they announced the uh, cast yet for the last uh, or this upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars? No, but I, I did see where Brett Favre is not going to do it. That's the best news I've heard in a long time. Why would he want to do it? That's what I don't get. I mean, he could be out there, expose himself. Right. I was going to say he he could text uh, images of his body parts to uh, you know to, what to Max. I bet his wife stopped because you see what happens. A lot of these people hook up. During the show and end up going out. Mario Lopez was dating the one girl, I think, Smirnoff. Or... Right. But, I mean, again. Aaron they... Andrews and uh, Max. Oh, she was with Max? So, supposedly, you know, everybody who's with Max supposedly hooks up with Max, and it's, you know, this intense relationship. I think the most recent season it was Brandy, the singer, and Max. It's it's always Max and somebody. It's turning into a soap opera, that show. Yeah, it's fun. But, again, I did get the old-time people from, they want to get it. From the 70s sitcoms, the 80s sitcoms. Well, I don't sitcoms. know if I want to see Cloris Leachman out there on the floor again. Buzz Aldrin? He gave it his best shot. Who was the guy from, uh, was it Apple? Was it Oh, uh, Steve Jobs? No, Wozniak. Steve Wozniak. Steve what? You know, and it's, you go, what? That, that'd be like having me out there with three left feet. I mean, you go... Was Bill Gates taken or something? They, they couldn't come... You know, Warren Buffett couldn't make it? They said Donald Trump? No. They got this guy, and I have no clue, unless there was some sort of business relationship involved in it, that, that would have put him on that program. But I, I'm not the dancing expert here. What do you think about this Michael Vitt basically canceling on Oprah? Is there more to this? There ha- I, I'm not sure what's going on. Why would you agree in the first place to do it, and then at the last minute say... I'm not doing it. He and his people had to know going in that there were potential problems, tough questions, uh, people reacting negatively to, to what his history with the dogs and all that is. I, but I don't I'm, think I'm Oprah would have, by it. I don't think Oprah would went after him because I never see Oprah go after any of her guests. Uh, the, the closest she did was uh, this week when Elena Van Zant, who used to be on the show, was on. And they had a rift and hadn't spoken for like 10 years. And then the woman came on and they got into it a little bit, but not too much. But no, Oprah's not going to uh, bust somebody's balls, I don't think. No, I mean, all Michael Vick would have to do is shut a few tears, say, I made right. a mistake right. here. I learned from it. I did my time. I love animals. I would never do it again. Oprah would bring up her dog or whatever and say, I love my dog, and I would never let anything happen to my dog, and they kiss, and it's all good. <laughs> and Michael Vick would say, okay, I'm going to have this one. Take on this one. Okay, who, who's, who's going to bet on this one? But, I mean, Oprah could break him. I mean, she made that one author and then broke him right away oh. when she found that he lied. Yeah. So, I mean, if you turn her down, it's not good. Well, I mean, I... They're in sort of different worlds 
Michael Vick doesn't need Oprah to be successful, and certainly the opposite is true. So, you know, if Oprah was Roger Goodell, then it would be more of a problem for Michael Vick. But Michael Vick's not out there to sell a book or he doesn't have a movie. He just has a story that uh, maybe if it was out there and maybe if he could get the public on his side, he'd have more commercial endorsements. You know, he is going through bankruptcy and does owe money to people and has to pay that money off. So maybe somehow uh, Oprah would help Michael Vick get a better contract and pay off people quicker. But uh, Another issue that's come up is his dead spin. They were talking about this whole Mark Sanchez with the 17-year-old girl. Well, a 17-year-old girl having sex with a 17-year-old girl in New York is not illegal. And the girl basically gave the pictures of his bedroom to the Deadspin. Deadspin ran it. And then she, or Deadspin, she told Deadspin, I changed my mind. Deadspin ran it. And then there's all kinds of problems here. And they're talking about journalistic integrity. And a gentleman came on, not from Deadspin, and said, back in the day, he knew that Amici from in the NBA was gay, but he didn't out him. He let Amici come out himself. But he said that he thinks what's going to end up happening soon is a major athlete could get outed for being gay on Deadspin or another magazine, and back in the day it would never happen. What is your position on journalists doing that? I really don't know that it, we should give a bleep about what somebody does off the court, off the uh, diamond, off the, the playing field. Uh, if if a person is gay, they're gay. I, I I would like to think that here in the 21st century, it's not this horrible stigma that it, it might have been, say, in the mid 20th century. We go, oh no, oh no, you know, it's not the end of civilization, Western, Eastern, or otherwise. If somebody's gay, we have it with a. I won't say all the time, but you find it. More so in women's sports. Okay, Martina Navratilova is a lesbian. <laughs> Didn't hurt her career, I don't think. And I think that's, in an ideal world, that would be the way it is for a male athlete as well. Uh, I mean, I, journalism, I'm, I'm curious if journalism still exists. You know, what we have a lot of times today is Celebrity notoriety. Uh, Look at Deadspin. The two biggest stories of last year were Deadspin driven were uh, Ryan, uh, the coach of the Jets' wife's feet, and also the Brett Fire of pictures or the tweets. Right. You know, once upon a time, you didn't have Facebook, you didn't have Twitter, you didn't have all this stuff that's called social media. But it's a lot of it's more anti-social media than anything. and if it's out there, you know, once upon a time, the National Enquirer served that purpose. And to a certain extent, it still does. National Enquirer was the first with John Edwards' love child. There goes his political career. And you go, oh, it's National Enquirer. But then all of a sudden you go, oh, legitimate news organizations look into it and find the National Enquirer's right. So I'm not trying to equate. But wait, the Sun-Times went through that when Murdoch owned it. And you were there at that yeah, time, right? Yeah, we had fun. You know, we had uh, a lot of fun. It, it, a lot of people still think that the Rupert Murdoch owns us, and that that was what thirty years ago, just about. And but that was Rupert Murdoch back in the day. You know, tablo- tabloid in quotations 
journalism and sensationalistic and uh, headlines that you would see in the New York Post, you know, headless man in topless bar, something like that, you know, just beyond bizarre. Uh, There's still reputable news organizations, still reputable radio, TV, newspapers looking into serious stuff. Uh, I don't know that. But who's going to go to Deadspin? If they're getting serious journals on, they're looking for the tabloid stuff from right. There. You know, so and the, then you have to compete with it. So then the Sun Times Tribune has to run New York Times tabloid type things. Right. You know, uh, a certain amount of sensationalism, titillation, uh, dealing with people's private lives. You know, pe- people have been doing this stuff for centuries. It's just the coverage nowadays can be so intense. You can walk into a bar, you can walk into a restaurant, and somebody with a cell phone takes a picture or a video of you doing, you know, scratching your nose. Or, and next thing you know, it's on the Internet. No, here's David Spader with his thumb up his left nostril. You know what? I ran into that. I was in a bar waiting for my wife at Chili's a couple weeks ago. I'm sitting there at one of the tables, and a guy comes up to me and goes, you're David Spader. And I'm like, for, no, first thing he goes is, yeah, could I ask you something? I go, okay. I thought he was asking me for money. He goes, you're David Spada. And he started talking to me for half an hour. I'm thinking to myself, I'm doing an internet radio show here with video, and this guy knows who I am. And I said, you know what? I'm I'm asking for it because I have no expectation of privacy because if I want to put myself out there, people know who I am. And, and I'm minuscule compared to you. Right. You know, And I think we're both private people, but we have to put ourselves out there so that we can be on something like sports and torts, and you give up. I won't say a certain degree. You give up just about all expectation of privacy. And people say, why don't you put your kids on your Facebook page? And wife, I said, no, I'm not doing anything with that. It's just promote the show because I don't want to open them up to that. They didn't sign up for that. Right. You know, it, this this is about you and me. It's not about your wife, my wife, your kids, my kids, any pets, any anything, you know. Take, take us and leave everybody else alone. But, again, you lose that with these athletes. I mean, right. your whole personal right. lives are out there. Well, I mean, ask Brett Favre's wife. That's his daughter. You know, once an athlete is out there, the family becomes fair game, rightly or wrongly. Oh, exactly. I mean, look at the players back in the 70s, 80s. They were doing the same stuff that's happening now, but you didn't have the cell phone cameras. You right. didn't have all this access to the Internet where at a moment's notice everything's up there. Yeah. Can you imagine if this technology was around in Babe Ruth's time, there'd be a story, you know, a story every, every day, if not more frequently, about Babe Ruth, you know, womanizing, drinking, carousing, at different times and to a certain degree, different sensibilities, because at one time the media tended to protect the athlete, not so much for the athlete's benefit, but for the benefit of the relationship between uh, the writer, reporter, whatever you want to call him, and the athlete. Because if I go say, okay, Babe Ruth was out with uh, two bimbos last night and it gets in the paper, I don't think Babe Ruth is talking to me ever again, unless to tell me to. You're right, because if you listen to sports radio, the journalists who are doing sports radio most of them talk differently than the people who are just radio hosts. You take Molly and Haley, they were journalists, they watch what they say, they're not going to out anybody, but you got other people out there who just run their mouth off to get the publicity and try to make a story. Right. You know, and you have the guys who just 
are in the studio pontificating or whatever it is, talking off the top of their heads, and the guys who have to develop the relationships with the players, uh, you know, they don't, you have the reporters that cover the, let's say the Bears on a regular basis, that reporter wants to maintain a relationship with Lovey Smith, wants to maintain a relationship with Jay Cutler, Julius Peppers. If people. we want to remain, maintain a relationship with Toxin, we better end it right now because, again, we're out of time. You were listening and watching Sports and Torts. I'm Elliot. I'm David Spada with my co-host, uh, Elliot well, I, Harris. I thought for a minute I was David Spada. You see, you got me all confused. We want to thank our guests, Molly Sims, Jack Whitaker. It was great to talk to both of them today. Tune, again, tune in again next week for Sports and Torts.